Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Carefully Reckless, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Shit, we back on the air. Welcome to the eighth episode of Carefully Reckless, y'all. It's your girl, Jess Hilarious. Y'all, this feels good. I've been doing this shit for only eight weeks, and I'm killing it. Thanks to y'all listeners out there. Grab your tea, because we about to get into story time. I got some real good shit for you. All right, so for those who don't know, my dad is a karaoke host slash DJ, and he does karaoke at this restaurant every Tuesday in Maryland, right? I go when I can, and every time I go, I see this particular girl with a different dude. Now, I've gone like eight times, so that's like eight niggas I seen her with, right? Let me find out eight is the lucky number. We on the eighth episode. Okay, let me go play that number. So I'm sitting at the bar, right? Now she sees me, and she never says anything, but this particular night, last week, she wanted to take a picture. She got kids, and they would love if she brought home a picture with Jess Hilarious. So I took a picture. Now, she was there with a different dude, again, Last week, the week before that, she was there with another dude. And the six times before that, she was with different niggas. So in exchange for the picture, I wanted to get in her business. You know, I think that was fair. So after the picture, we got to chopping it up. And I say, yo, let me ask you something. Every time I'm in here, I see you with a different guy. Teach me the game, Ghost. How the fuck do you do that? Now, listen, I didn't actually want her to teach me the game. I just wanted her to let her guard down a little bit to let me know how the fuck she is doing this and why the fuck she's doing this. Because it ain't cute to me. So she said, well, Jess, I got a nigga for every bill that I have. I said, what? Let me, let me get this straight. So you got a nigga for the rent? She said, oh, no, baby, the mortgage. I said, okay, okay, oh, 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 black woman owning some shit. I like that. Still a hoe. So I said, okay, you got a nigga for the mortgage. You got a nigga for the car payment. You got a nigga for the BG&E, which is electric here in Baltimore. You got a nigga for the water bill. You got a nigga for the car insurance. You got a nigga for, and she's nodding her head as I'm naming the bills. And so I stop at six. So I'm like, so you got six niggas. She said, no, no, six men. I said, okay, okay, six niggas for each bill, you know, that you have to, to, to pay the bill. She said, yeah, 
because a nigga can't fuck with me unless he paying a bill. And I said, oh, okay. So you're not in a relationship with any of them. She said, oh, no, I'm single. I do what I want. I said, obviously. But they have to pay a bill to fuck with you. She said, yes, ma'am. I got kids to feed. I said, okay. Where are their fathers? She said, bitch, it's not no intervention. I said, no, hopefully it can be by the end of this conversation. Where are their fathers? And she, she said, I don't know, and I don't give a fuck. I said, okay, how many kids you got? She said, I got two girls. I said, okay, okay, cool. Two girls. So you only got two baby fathers. Okay. In the world today, it's usually around five or six for your age. She's 35. I said, so you don't get emotionally attached to any of these guys? She's like, nah, half of them are in relationships, and that's how I like to keep it. So there is no emotional attachment. I said, okay. You do realize this is prostitution and somewhat extortion. She laughed, and then she ordered a round of shots. The nigga that she was with came over and was like, you ready to sing? They were about to go up and sing a song. So she was like, yeah, but when I finish talking to Jazz, when I finish talking to Jazz. So we kissed her on our neck. She was already drunk and shit, right? So when he walked off to go back to that table, I leaned over. I said, so which bill is that? And she laughed and she was like, car payment. I said, yeah, he looked like a car payment type nigga. He was laced. He was good. You know what I'm saying? He looked much younger than her. He looked like he sold drugs. You know what I'm saying? I'm not stereotyping niggas, but in my city, I know each and every type of nigga, you feel me? And this nigga looked like he sold some 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 mean ass coke, you know? So I'm like, okay, he looked like he he paid for it. And she had, she got a nice Benz and he pays the car payment. I said, okay, he looked like the car payment type of nigga. Only thing that threw me off was that he had braids. And I was like, damn, it's 2021. I don't give a fuck how old you are. Why do you have braids? It's okay, right? That's neither here or there. So she was like, I can teach you the game if you want. I said, no, I was just bullshitting. I don't want to be you. I don't want to be like you. In fact, I want you to be more like me. Be independent. She walked away. She wasn't trying to hear that shit. And it's cool. And it's cool. But that brings me to the carefully reckless discussion. Ladies, in these days and times, why the fuck do you feel? Now, listen, it's not all of y'all, but it's a lot of women out here these days that feel like a nigga can't fuck with me unless he paying for a bill or paying something. That's not how you go into it. Unless... That's your profession. Unless you are a prostitute. Unless you do just want to use this nigga. Unless you don't want nothing more than just the coin from the nigga. But if this is the way you're operating in your everyday love life, it's not okay. This is just how I feel. And this is my opinion. And opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one. I got a strong one about this topic. I don't feel that a woman should base her liking of a guy on what he can pay for her. You know what I mean? I feel like self-stability, being independent, all of those things are what women must embody. You know what I mean? I've never fucked with a dude based off of what the fuck he could do for me. I've never done that. In fact, I've done the total opposite. Now, I, I've been dumb as shit for a nigga. Like, I done took care of a guy two years in a row, learned to never do that shit again. So I kick myself in my own ass for doing that shit. Even with doing that, and never doing it again. I only did it one time. Never never in my life will I ever do it again. And y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. Took care of the nigga for two years. Was with the nigga for three. For the first year, everything was good. Then he got comfortable. And I started taking care of him. And it was convenient for me because in those times, I didn't like to be alone. So I just stayed with this nigga because I didn't like being alone. You know? The nigga with the braids. Now, when I woke the fuck up, right? Because I was in denial for a long time. My friends were around me. They were seeing this shit going on. They were like, yo, this nigga haven't paid, like, my mom 
even stepped in because my mom is my financial advisor. She pays my bills for me, you know, just to keep my shit all together and organized and shit. She said, I noticed that he hasn't turned in his half of the rent in six months. Jessica, what the fuck are you doing? He's still living in your house. You have a son. You're feeding everybody in your fucking household. So he's kind of like your oldest son at this point. Ladies, I'm not saying take care of a nigga. I'm not saying pay, you pay for everything. But I'm saying do not make it a standard for a nigga to pay something to fuck with you. Now, I'm not even saying to be with you because this girl at the bar, she was telling me she's not in a relationship with any of these guys. Now, that's different. When you're in a relationship, yes, foot the bill. Pay a bill, especially if you're living in my house or we're living together. 50-50 everything. If you stand with me, pay some bills, nigga. If I'm staying with you, I'm going to offer to pay some bills for you because that's not my house. That's your house. You know what I mean? I feel like shit should be 50-50 all the time, especially if you make your own money, ladies. If you make your own money, pay your own shit. Show a nigga that you independent. Make a nigga want to pay some shit for you because you got your own. Like Neo said, she got her own. Like, seriously, have your own to make a nigga want to pay. Yo, Neo said it best. I love her because she got her own. She don't touch mine. She leave my shit alone. There ain't nothing that's more sexy than the girl that want but don't need me. Ladies, don't make these niggas feel like you need them. Because if you give a nigga the power to feed you, you're giving them the power to starve you. And that's a word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to clap it up. I'm going to say, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. If you give a nigga the power to feed you, huh, you're giving them the power to starve you. Huh, and we're going to be serious about that. That's on some real shit. But that gets into something else. I'm letting y'all know we need to stop normalizing these niggas paying our bills for us for some pussy. That is fucking prostitution. I don't care how you slice it, how you dice it. If you turn it on a side, horizontal, vertical, bitch, it's prostitution. If you ain't with that nigga. Now, listen, I, I've been in a situation where I fucked with a guy. I was fucking with him for a couple months and he was buying me shit. You know what I mean? Designer shit, Gucci, Louis. What, you know, he was buying me shit. That's different. Those are not my bills. Those are not my bills. I got my bills. I actually got all my fucking shopping, too. I got my this. I don't expect a nigga to buy me this because I dress expensively now. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 that's not all I wear. I wear Alexander McQueen. Then I might pop up with a pair of fucking Nike Air Forces or a pair of Adidas or Under Armour. Like, you know what I mean? I wear everything, but I have a very expensive taste when I want to get particularly cute. When I go on, when I, you know, when I want to go out and put on my shit, you know? Because I throws that shit on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just going to brag and boast for a second. Just be throwing that shit on. And I don't give a fuck who don't like what I wear, bitch. I love it. And my style can get a bit expensive. So, no, I don't expect the guy come in buy me YSL because that's what he sees me wear. Or, or that's what he's seeing me put on. Or, you know, I don't expect you to buy me a Gucci bag to match, you know, my Gucci boots and shit. No, I'll do that my own self. But by all means, if you want to, go to fuck head. Even if you want to pay a bill, you can ask, but I won't be asking you. I don't feel that we should ask these niggas to pay bills, like I said, unless they're staying in our homes or we're in relationships. It's just different. I don't know. It would be a turnoff to me if I was a nigga. Bitch, I just, I, I like you. Can, can we go out on a date? Like, can, can we please go out on a date before you ask me, you know, can I pay your water bill? You know what I'm saying, bitch? I, I ain't, I ain't wash my hands in your house one time and I'm paying a fucking water bill. Bitch, can I drink some water in your house before I, I go ahead and, you know, give you some money for this bill? Damn. Can I watch TV in your shit? Can I at least watch a commercial before I pay your cable bill, bitch? Before I buy you a fire stick? 
damn, something. Now we got a commercial, and if you click off this podcast, I swear I'm going to beat your ass. Listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That brings me to Just Fix My Mess, where I ask questions to my fans about their personal experiences and I help y'all or try my best to help y'all get out of the shit that y'all got yourselves into. So I'm going to read a little bit off. I posted on Instagram, ladies, do you feel a man is obligated to pay your bills if y'all are involved? Go and explain your answer. Shawnee Crawford said, um, if we're together, he's definitely paying all the major ones, rent, utilities, etc. I can take care of everything else. And this is coming from a space of me already being financially stable. Well, bitch, you're selfish and greedy at the same time. Because what if he got his own goddamn house? So he gonna pay his bills and your bills. And then your selfish ass sitting up there talking about, and I'm already financially stable. So, um, yeah, like, bitch. And I didn't say... If y'all were together. Now, I like what she said at the beginning. I'm going to take back one of my bitches. I I called you a bitch twice. I'm going to leave one there, but I'm going to take back the one because you did say if we're together. However, I'm not talking about if y'all are together. I'm saying if y'all are involved. Involved can be dating. Involved can be just fucking. Involved can be you talk to the nigga you text every day when you wake up. The nigga, the last nigga you talk to every night before you go to sleep. But y'all are not necessarily together because in relationships, it is different. Billion Blinks says, not obligated, but if I need, he should provide or offer without me asking. 
I like that. I agree. She said not obligated. I love the non-obligation because the guy is not required to pay any fucking thing just to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Just to take you out. You know, just to see you. Just to like you. I shouldn't have to pay a bill to like you. You understand what I'm saying? Now, that's a manly duty anyway. If you see that the woman that you are dealing with or you're involved with or even in a relationship needs something, it's your manly duty to fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, like it, it's your manly duties. Like, for instance, the guy that I'm dealing with now, who shall remain nameless and don't be in my DM asking me who it is. I don't give a fuck. Stop my job business. My job business. <laughs> so... He goes shopping for my house. He loves going to like home goods and, and, and Marshalls and like he loves home decor. Now he's older. You know what I mean? And, and he loves doing this shit for me. Fine. He got his own shit, but he sees like in my house when I need shit. So he gets it for me. All types of shit like that. I think that's fine. I'm not really a needy person. And even if I did need, I'm not the type to show you that I need anything. That's just my dignity and my pride. I've never been the type to let a nigga know I'm broke. Like I really need it. Nah, it's not going to ever happen. I, I just, I don't know. I've never been, I wasn't raised like that. I'm very, very strong in that particular area. I, I've never been, I, I need you to pay my bill. And I, and I, there has been times I've been flat broke as a fuck. Okay. Still faking it till I fucking make it. You would never know this bitch was broke. I, my rent was late so many times and I was dealing with guys with money and they would buy me shit and I would go sell it and then pay my bills you know what I mean but I was never going to be like can you pay this bill can you can you can you can you can you I've never been a can you person Sharon D. Rogers says, heck no my responsibilities are mine even if he's my husband I'm still going to carry my weight what he does extra is a bonus period and I love you Sharon D. Rogers because that is the epitome of a woman, a real woman. My responsibilities are mine. That's how I was raised. That's, that goes back to what I said. I've never been a can you bitch. I've always made it happen myself. And that's what we want to show these guys. That's what we want to normalize again. Independent. Okay, this is interesting. She would like to remain anonymous. Okay, so her boyfriend must listen to this shit. She said, no, because then he going to feel like he got to move in or he run shit. Nah, I'm good, Jack. I got these bills, bud. That's another thing. That's me. I don't want you to ever, ever feel like, oh, I did this. I paid this. Because, you know, petty guys will hold shit over your head. That's the last thing I'm ever take from a nigga. Don't you ever in your life throw something back in my face. That's not the shit that I'm on. I don't like that. And guys have a tendency of doing that. Women do it as well, but I'm never, like I said in the beginning of this episode, will ever give a nigga the power to feed me because he can starve you with that same drive, with that same money, with that very same shit you always got your fucking palm out for. He can stop dropping in a hand any day and hold over your head what he's dropped in it before. So I definitely understand, baby, who would love to remain anonymous. Sister underscore survivor said... Ugh, no, niggas aren't reliable. Pay your own shit and use them for what you need. The dick and some casual chit chat. I know that's right. I know that's right. And you sound pretty single, Sister Survivor. And I love it. I love what you stand for. Now, at least she knows what she wants. She knows she just wants some dick and some casual chit chat. You know what I'm saying? She ain't saying that he ain't got to buy her nothing because gifts are different. But you ain't got to pay my shit. I'm reliable for my own shit. Not you. I don't want to be redundant or repetitive, but y'all need to get this to y'all greasy heads. And this is the last one I'm going to read. Gabrielle Borsalino says, 
Hell no. Women need to be independent. You are your own person. Be okay with taking care of yourself. If you take things to the next level, like sharing a place together or getting married, then yes, splitting bills between both of you is just fair. Relationships should be fair. But if you're just involved, take care of yourself. Now, listen, I agree with that. It's nothing like taking care of yourself. That's how you discover self-love. That's how you open up Pandora's box of self-love because you'll learn through taking care of yourself that you don't need, you don't have to depend on anyone to take care of you ever because you know how it is. You know how you've gotten through that struggle. You know how you didn't know where your next meal was coming from, but you made a motherfucking way. You know how it feels to grind it the fuck out and get it yourself. So therefore, you don't need a nigga to take care of you. You don't need a man. And I want y'all to realize that we don't need these men financially. Now, women, we need these men sexually. We need these men. We, we need our men. That, that's what we were created for. A man and a woman was created to be together. Nowadays, you know, it's remixed. You know, we got a man and a man. We got women and women, whatever, you know, for all the gays listening. Yes, you need that affection. You need the love. But you do not need your companion to pay your motherfucking bills, especially if they ain't your motherfucking, if it ain't official between y'all. Come on, man. It's normalized stability, people. Self-stability. It's normalized responsibility, being responsible. If you love me, you'll listen to this commercial, and then we'll be right back. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. 
she would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that brings me to my current news. Okay, so Lisa Ray has announced that there will be a reboot or a remake of Players Club. Now, Jocelyn Hernandez, a love and hip-hop reality star, and Drea Michelle, they want to both go up for the part of Diamond. Um, If I had to choose between them two, it would be Drea. If I had to choose, period, it would be none of them. You know what I mean? I think there are other people who could embody Diamond and probably a little better than Lisa did it. You know what I'm saying? She was in our prom. She was very young in that movie. She did good. She did good. I just feel like it's somebody else that could do, you know, even better than she did. Shout out to Lisa Ray. I do love her to death, by the way. Now, Jocelyn, I do feel like she could play Ronnie with a couple of speech classes. And I'm not being funny. Y'all know this. The fuck? Y'all know. Y'all know this. She could clean her English up a little more. Now, she's gotten better. But when I was uh, checking out her show on Zeus, Jocelyn's Cabaret, I noticed that she still says Cabaret. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, you know, she sound like she about, you know, four, you know, as an English baby. You know, that's Cabaret, you know. But she can clean up her English a little bit. I think she would be great for a movie like that. She got the banging body. She knows how to dance. She know how to pop and shit. She could play, you know, one of the dancers. She'd actually be great on uh, P-Valley, if, if you ask me. You know, but again, I don't know about about the, the English, you know what I'm saying? And then that's a country show, you know, that should take place in Mississippi. So, you know, I don't know. Drea could also be in the movie as well. Like I said, if I had to choose at all, she wouldn't play Diamond, though. I'm trying to play Ebony. That's just what I'm saying. I, I could play Ebony and let Woody McClain play Junior, the one who raped Ebony. <laughs> Y'all get my drift. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Next story. Six Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published due to racist imagery. That shit is trash. Y'all mean Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss? Like the, the nigga that we grew up on, green eggs and ham? You know what I'm saying? I am, I am, Sam, I am, no, I am. You know what I'm saying? That Dr. Seuss? I don't like that. And the, the reason why I say I don't like that is because we have so much other shit to conquer, so much other racist bullshit that we still have to endure, we still have to face and go through. Like police brutality. There are still cops that are not in jail for for killing, wrongfully killing black people. You know what I'm saying? You got all types of motherfuckers who did not get locked up for storming the Capitol. All them white motherfuckers that are still free. Yeah, we got some of them thrown in jail. Fuck that. All of they motherfucking asses deserve to be in jail. We got so much racial injustice going on. And y'all snatching books off the shelves. Y'all removing mops and shit off of syrup bottles and shit. Y'all changing the names of the rooms and the houses like master bedroom. Oh, that's racist. We don't want blacks to feel offended if we call it the master bedroom. Bitch, y'all worrying about the wrong shit. That's what y'all worrying about. You ask me. Y'all doing all this shit. All this shit. And still not giving a fuck about us. Still not giving us equality. Still not giving us what the fuck we want. We don't give a fuck about no mop or no syrup bottle. I know I don't. Because I'm going to still eat the shit until we get some black owned syrup in this motherfucker. Because I ain't going to ever stop eating no, no French toast. Worrying about a fucking Dr. Seuss book, my nigga. What the fuck? Arrest Breonna Taylor's killers. Give more time to the nigga who killed George Floyd. More time. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. Give him the death penalty. Shit like that. Y'all tripping. Talking about some fucking books. That shit making me mad. 
Next story. Okay, so last week, Instagram scared all the social media influencers and non-social media influencers by taking away the likes. Now, they've been experiencing and trying to test a few new features for the feed posts and everything. And they even wrote something. We unintentionally added more people to the test today, which was a bug. We're fixing this issue and restoring like counts to those people who needs it. So Instagram basically apologized. They said they did not mean to hide the likes and the views for everyone's post. Now, you would have thought that they snatched away a Grammy from somebody. They snatched away Emmys. You would have thought that jobs were snatched away from motherfuckers. You understand what I'm saying? Do you see how impactful those couple of hours were without people seeing their likes and views? If Do It For Clout was a people. Now, I get it. Y'all can say the same shit about me. I wasn't upset when that shit happened. You know why? Because we got so many people nowadays living just to be seen, living to get the most likes, leaving comments that are hurting people mentally and and fucking with people and, and bullying people just to see how many likes they can get on it. Nowadays, you can do anything and become famous, internet-wise, because famous is a very broad word. If there were no internet, if it was just to up and cease today, There would be so many suicides. And I know that because people now only live for the Internet, for the approval, for the validation of other people. That shit is trash. We've become a trash ass world. Even myself, like I contributed to it. You know what I'm saying? Like because I am an influencer. You know, that's not only what I am. (laughs) Don't play with me, baby. Comedian, actress, entrepreneur, business owner, CEO, all that. Don't play. But I started off as a social media influencer. And I'm still one to this day. You know, I still do skits and keep my content fresh for y'all. I'm always creating new ideas. But I don't do it for the likes anymore. There was a time where I did. There was a time I did that shit, man. I used to make fun of people, all that type of shit. Not worried about how they would feel. Not even worrying about, damn, I'm going to meet this person because I'm actually in the same industry and I'm actually an actress now. You know what I mean? Hence the reason why I would love to stop just with the mess, but y'all won't let me. But it's not as messy as it used to be I used to be very mean at times you know and I do apologize about that for no reason I would just wake up and choose violence (laughs) that day you know on those days at that point in my life you know I can't say at that point in my career because it wasn't a career yet it didn't feel like a career just felt like a, a habit you know it felt like like a playful habit felt like a game but people's lives are not games you know what i'm saying and that's why you can't play on people's feelings just for no fucking likes you know but going back to that instagram shit social media runs most of our minds everything yo there could be somebody on fire literally burning burning alive the average person would not try to put them out first the average person would pull out their phone that's sad as fuck when you take a moment and really think about it It's sad. You got people going through real life relationship problems who would run to social media before they actually can sit down with their mate and talk out their differences. Social media ruins relationships. I don't give a fuck what you say because you're putting everyone in your business and you're you're getting all these different opinions that you don't need to validate your relationship. Social media is not the only thing that ruins your relationships, but it goddamn it doesn't help. So the fact that Instagram had snatched away those likes by mistake and so many people were affected. I'm talking about Twitter went crazy. That's sad. That's sad, just like the bitch from Storytime with the six niggas who got the bills that she paid. Man, listen, and I know some of my listeners are like, no, nah, she she doing what's right, Jess. Like, don't try to don't try to take her off her throne. And no, nah, that ain't no motherfucking queen. 
That's not a queen. You're a queen if you can do it for yourself. You don't need no guy. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to answer to no nigga at the end of the day because they going to hold that shit over your head. And even if they don't, bitch, still get up and get it on your own. Independence, stability, dignity, pride, have it all. You have it all wrapped up into one. You ain't going to ever feel like you need nobody for shit. Okay? Because it's prostitution. Like I told her and like I'm telling y'all, stop selling your pussy to pay your bills because that's exactly what you're doing. All my people from Just Fix My Mess, a lot of y'all were right. And I love y'all to death because y'all gonna keep loving me. That's the end of this episode of Carefully Reckless. Episode number eight. Listen to episode number nine next week. I'll be back. Peace. Be like, yes, you got your ass done. Nigga, shut the fuck up. I've been out here on my cash. Told you I'm a hustler. I've been stuck. I don't do no bluffing, getting Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.